Welcome to the Best of Home Design Chat with Nancy. I hope you enjoy this pre-recorded show. If you have any questions, you can always email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. Any questions you might have can be emailed to me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Welcome to our podcast. Today is February 5th, 2018, and Chris Diamond with Hogfish Studios is our guest. He'll be talking about ideas on how not to get scammed and hacked on your computer, which I'm sure everybody will be very interested in. This podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. You know, as a designer, I use Premier Lighting for all of my lighting needs, whether I go in there to their showroom, and it is gorgeous, and pick some uh, fixtures for my client, or I could meet my client there. But more so than not, I find so many beautiful items. And I just, I'm not sure which ones to pick. And I'm sure if you go on their website, you'll feel the same way about their products. So try it out at shoppremier.com. And that's S-H-O-P-P-R-E-M-I-E-R.com. And now let's start chatting with Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? Pretty good. You know, I... There are a lot of people that worry about being hacked and scammed, and they should be, right? They should. Well, if they're not careful, they should. But with a little bit of um, carefulness, for lack of a better word, um, you you're, mitigate the, the security risk way down. And I'm sure everybody has gotten these emails that say, click here for protection, or you've just been hacked, click here. What do you think of those emails? Because I get a little panic. Yeah, that's the problem is people don't know, so they end up clicking that, and then all kinds of things can happen to your computer. Now, what can happen? Well, for one, they the, the least things they would do is charge you some money to say they're cleaning your computer, and they'll want access to your computer. And by giving them the access to the computer, they can put software on there and they can do pretty much whatever they want. Um, usually what they'll do is they'll charge you $99 to clean your computer and they take their $99 and that's it. But in worst case scenario, they can put key loggers on. And what key loggers are is it records your keystrokes. So when you log into your bank account, it's recording every key that you press on your computer and then they can later read that and have your username and password. Okay, so I'm not really a techie, but if I, by mistake, say it says click here and I click, is it too late at that point to go back? It's not. Um, the computer, especially if you have Windows 10 or Windows 8, um, any of the, the most current versions of Windows, there will always be a window that pops up that asks you, are you sure you want to install this software? And that's the big flag that says, hey, you know, am I positive this is something I want to do? Well, I sort of have a rule that I don't um, actually download anything or install anything unless I really think about it and do I really want this. And there have been times that I will say cancel installation. I'm just thinking about all the stuff that they're asking me for. Am I too much in the hole or is it too late? Um, usually if you cancel the installation, no, it's not too late. Okay, folks, remember that. 
um, unless you want to scream and yell and call Chris, but think about it before you uh, download. So let's start. I have some notes here, and I want to go through a couple of these things because there are people out there who like to know this information as much as I do. So what is actually a virus in your computer? A virus is a, is a program that they install on your computer, and from there it can do various things. So we just call a virus is almost anything that installs on your computer. It's a, a kind of synonymous with malware. Well, what's a bug? Is a bug a virus? No, a bug is, is um, if you have a program and it crashes on you, it could be because there's a bug. So say you're running a program and you're doing a certain thing, and it causes your computer to freeze or to crash, um, that would be considered a bug. A bug is kind of something that they need to fix that the software developer, um, like an issue that the software developer needs to address. So a bug can be fixed without too much hassle. Correct, yeah. Okay, well, let's go back to what you said about crashing. Now, when I first was uh, new at this computer game, I didn't know what to expect. Oh, my computer crashed. I didn't know if it blew up or if it just went dead. What is the term crashing synonymous with? Crashing can mean the program could just quit on you. That's one crash. Or your whole computer can just come up with that, what we call it the blue screen of death. And so that, um, when it when it crashes like that, that it's probably due to a software problem. could be a hardware problem. Those are pretty hard to diagnose. But if you're using a program and you notice every time you do something in a certain program, so I'm in my uh, you know graphic design program and every time I cut a, a big piece of graphics out, it crashes and that's a bug in the software. So you said the blue screen of death. Does that mean, oh, we have to go buy a new computer? Well, that's the problem is the blue screen of death can be caused by software or hardware. So they're very hard to diagnose. The blue Unless you take your computer physically and go over to your trusty IT guy. Correct, yeah. Okay, so the actual uh, diagnosis is, can't be done by a layman. That you have to, you have to usually, go to the uh, clinic, Usually, yeah. And the problem with blue screen of death is it flashes. It just flashes. It gives you some codes, which would be handy to help diagnose what the problem is. But it usually just flashes on there and then goes away. I wish there was something on the computer that would, a new window that says, we are going to crash. And they give you warnings. But I don't <laughs> think they do that. No, they don't. Okay. Move, moving along to ransomware, which sounds a little eerie. But what is so that? So what ransomware does, and it's, it's kind of the latest uh, money-making scheme from, from hackers and scammers. Basically what it does is, you install some software on your computer. Like I said, that window will pop up. Maybe you think, you know, someone sends you, maybe you get an email from someone you know, and it says, hey, look at this video. I got this video of you. And you go to look at the video, and it says, oh, you need to install this program in order to see this video. So that's that's a big flag right there. And a lot of people will install it, or they'll say, you'll get an email that says, hey, here's that financial information you asked for. And, of course, everybody wants to open that up, but when you try to open it, it asks you to install some software. So I would say the first rule is know where your email is coming from. And that's that's a good rule to follow, but sometimes that even, sometimes they'll spoof an email address so it'll look like it's coming from someone you know. The best rule of thumb is if you're not expecting an attachment, 
Especially ones that you click on and ask you to install software, then don't open it. Although sometimes they'll say you have to open this in PowerPoint. Now, if you don't have PowerPoint, you can go into Microsoft and download or purchase and do that separately from the email that you get, right? Correct. Correct. Oh, I know something. Um, so, and so going back to what ransomware is, it's, it's the latest thing. And what they do is that once they get in your computer and they're able to install the software, it starts encrypting your files, which means it's scrambling all the data on your computer. So all your photos, all your Excel spreadsheets, all your Word docs are now what we call encrypted, which means it scrambles them and you need a password to unscramble them. Is this, at this point, do I say to you, so backing up your computer is the ideal situation to well, we'll avoid to this? We'll get that. We'll okay. get to that. Um, so, and, and then they'll, they'll send you an email saying, hey, we've, you know, got all your, we've got the password to unlock all your files. Send us $200 and we'll send you the password. So your files and, are locked, but you can still get in your email. Right. And so, right. of course, that's why they want to send you an email. Sure. Uh -huh. And. And basically, um, they'll say, and this ex this expires in three days, and we will erase the password. Boy, no stress there. Yeah. They'll say, we'll erase the password um, in three days if we don't get the money. And once they erase the password, that's it. You'll never get your files back. Okay, so you have one of two. First of all, if you download it, you were stupid. Right. So in order, you have two things to do. Either ignore it and then forget about all your files. Right. Or just uh, kowtow to whatever they want. Correct. Oh, I hate that. And that's the, and even if you pay them the $200, doesn't mean you're going to get anything. Is it always 200 or is no, it? No, it varies. They, oh. So they did it. Um, there was a story in the news where a hospital got ransomware and encrypted all their files, and they ended up paying $10,000 or something to that effect. So when you're being held hostage and somebody sends you this email, can't you go to either the FBI or Homeland Security or whatever and say, hey, I just got this. Can't they trace where that came from and arrest that guy or uh, girl? They could, but they won't because there's so many of these and they're operating usually out of China or Russia or Africa. There's ah. not much that the FBI can do. Nice. So uh, what are you supposed to do with these smart, so, alecky people? Let's talk about some other threats. All right. Um, spam. Spam. We all know what spam is. Yeah, it's uh, that meat in a can. Yeah, that is delicious meat in a can. But it's also email that you get that you, you don't want. And, um, you know, spam is about 50% of the email on that goes through the Internet right now. So of all the uh, different things that you can be hit with on your computer, ransomware being one, I think spam is probably the, the least... Least uh, harmful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spam is just annoying. Yes, but you can put a filter. You can. You but can. But th th they're, they're always one step ahead. So you might do a filter, but they'll figure a way to get around that filter. Oh, okay. And it's interesting. You know that spam, because it's the way it's sent out is that a lot of computers get viruses and they put what they turn them into what they call bots. So they might send an email out to 10,000 people and say 1,000 people click on the link that you're not supposed to and install software on their computer and it's bot software. So now they're using your computer to send spam out. Nice. 
So that's well. You got to say these people are very creative, and they're probably uh, yeah. You would think with all this knowledge, they could yeah. get a real job. Right. Right. Well, I guess this is a real job. <laughs> Um, so you were talking about downloading, and I have Well, let's talk about phishing, because that's All another right. one that's very popular right now. Not, so to phishing, be, not to be confused with phishing. Right, phishing with PH, not right. with an F. Um, phishing is basically they're going to send you an email that looks like it's coming from your bank or looks like it's coming from the IRS, and basically they're trying to get information from you. So when, when I was in IT security, we used to do a lot of phishing tests on banks, and we'd send an email that looks like it's coming from the head of their IT and say, you know, you need to change your password mm-hmm. because we've been compromised and put a link in the email and see if they would go to that link and type in their name and password. Um, and if they did that, if they did that, then, uh, you know, we would fail them on the security assessment. So that's the same thing. Is they're going to go in there and they're going to say, hey, you know, your credit card had this $2,000 charge on it. Please check to make sure you did it. And they'll give you a link that looks like you're going to your bank, but you're not going to your bank. You're going to their phishing site. And then you'll obviously try to log into it and you'll be giving your name, username and password to to the hackers. So the hint on that one or the rule is... That if, if something says, most of those are, are scams anyway. So if you get something from your bank saying, hey, you need to log in and do this, and it has a link, don't click on that link. If you if you think it's legitimate, just go straight to your bank website. Don't go through the link that they send you on the email. And that seems to be the rule for a lot of stuff. Correct, yes. So definitely don't click here. Even if it's somebody you know. Don't click from your email to a website. Go directly to the website. Right. And the same if you you get a pop-up window. Um, if you get a pop-up window and it says, hey, uh, you know, you need to update the software and you're weary about it, then just go to the website. So if Adobe, if, if the thing says, hey, you need to, you know, update your Adobe Acrobat, click here to update it. I would just go straight to Adobe's site, go to adobe.com and update it from there. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's probably one of the best uh, pieces of advice we've gotten so far. And since we're, since we're, um, those are, those are some of the, some of the basic uh, threats that are, you know, that you're prone to. So let's, let's talk about um, how to protect yourself. Cause that's what you really want to know. Right. Yeah. So I've got 10 steps to help you protect yourself, and I'll just go through them really quickly. Um, One thing is to make sure you always patch your computer. So when Windows comes up and says, hey, we have some new patches, make sure that you let Windows patch the computer. What's a a patch? A patch is where they find a security flaw in the software, in Windows software. Yeah. And so Microsoft will send out an update. Those are the updates you hate where it takes over your computer and then it takes... 20 minutes to do the update. Okay, so while we're talking about that, and I don't want this to be too long, but I've got a question. I get sometimes something from a Microsoft. How do I really know it's from Microsoft? I'm looking at it going, well, it could be legitimate. It could be that they're just copying the print and the font color. Okay, so one important thing to do is if you get a pop-up window and you, you don't know if it's legit or not, what you need to do is close your browser. 
because a lot of browsers will generate pop-up windows that look legitimate that yeah. aren't. So if you quit out of your browser, so say you're using Chrome, and you see this pop-up window, quit Chrome. And if the window goes away, you know it wasn't legitimate. Oh, otherwise when you get out of the browser, that window will still be on your screen to tell you, hey, Correct. you've got to do this. Correct. Hey, I didn't know that. Yeah. But you got to make sure not just to close the window, but make sure it's act- the whole program is closed. Okay, gotcha. All right, so give me okay. another hint. So the, the other thing is, um, if you're on a Windows machine, they have built-in antivirus software, anti-malware software. So, but if you if you're using an older version of Windows um, before, say seven, you'll want to just install some kind of security software. You can use one called Avast, is free. Um, but you should have the latest version of Windows, and it's built in. I was going to say Bill Gates would probably be happy that you said that, but there are people that haven't updated their Windows or updated the programs, and so that leaves you open to all sorts of stuff, Correct, yeah, because all those patches we talked about, the Windows updates, those are all, not all, but most of them are fixing security flaws. The software. So if somebody bragged that they still are using Windows 7, they've got a good chance of being hacked very easily. Well, Windows 7, they're still providing patches for it, but if you're on Windows 98, then yeah, for sure. What about Office? Office, same thing. If you're using a really old version of Office, time to update. So we should tell everybody out there, you have to go buy something new. Don't yeah. just hang on to Office right. or 98, because you'll be in trouble. We're using Office 95. Um, yeah, that those kind of so- that kind of software is harder to get into, so that's not as much a security threat as an old version of Windows. Ah. Okay. The other thing you want to do is always choose a strong password. And the reason I say that is because the way hackers work is if they're trying to get your password, they have these big lists of words that they can just run through. It's called a dictionary hack. Like so they, every dog name? <laughs> every every word in the dictionary. Oh, wow. And then they'll usually append two characters at the end because most people will do that. They'll say pencil 25 or, you know, honeymoon 95. Um, so basically what you want to do is you want to have a strong so- uh, password. And we don't really... My thing is I don't really say... You have to use an exclamation point, and you have to use some punctuation and some numbers and some letters and an uppercase. You you know, just make your password long, because these days longer is more important than randomness. Okay, so the length of the password should be at least ten characters, maybe. Ten characters is good. Yeah. Three um, isn't good. Five isn't good. So go with ten. Go with okay. ten. And. Basically, um, what I do, and my, this is my hint of the day, is I use a word, I append it with two numbers, and then I use the, um, la- or for me, I use the first three letters of the website I'm going to. That way, every password is different, but I can remember them all. So you put, like, say you were doing uh, Instagram, and you would go I-N-S... Then your word. No, I would do my word first. So say my word is, you know, desktop. So Mm -hmm. I do desktop. A very nice different word. 88 and then INS for Instagram. So can you use the same word, desktop 88, 
for every password except the last three letters you've changed to the program. Correct. Now, That's what I do. Why do you put it at the end instead of the beginning? It doesn't matter. You can do it oh. either way. Or the middle. Or whatever. Yeah, I just, the problem is if you make the password too complex, you'll never remember it. Oh, I don't remember anything. I have to make my list. Yeah, and that, that's another thing is people will make a password list and they'll put it, you know, write them all down and then set that somewhere. And then if somebody gets that, if somebody breaks in your house and they find that piece of paper, if I was a thief, I would take that paper and I'd say, oh, look, Bank of America, here's her password. Let me try her, you know, username is going to be her first name or her first name, last name, and I'd try a couple usernames, and then I'd have your password. Do you think these thieves are that computer-oriented? Um, they just want them. the silverware on the TV and leave. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> right now, I'm so surprised So just choose a strong password. Um, and the other thing we talked about is the ransomware. And the one way you can mitigate that um, threat is to get a good backup program. And now a lot of people will say, hey, I do backup. I plug in my little hard drive here, and I backup all the time, so I have a backup. Well, that's a problem in two senses. One is if something happens at your house, say you have a, a break-in or a fire or a flood, and, those, and your computer is sitting right next to your backup drive, they're both going to be gone. So, so I know this. I know this. So there's Back all your up pic- off site. Well, there's two ways to do that. So there goes all your pictures of little Johnny when he was growing up. Yeah. There goes all your financial documents. There's everything. So what you want to you can you can one way you can do that is do back up to that hard drive, but then take that and put that somewhere else. So you know. Yeah, put it with the passwords and then totally forget. Right. Then you got to write yourself a note where you put it. Like take it to your office and then bring it home once a month, back up, take it back to your office. That way they're not in the same place. Um, but the other problem with that is if you do get the ransomware, what's going to happen is it's going to encrypt your files and you're say you don't catch it in time. You back it up. Now it backed up all your encrypted files. So now you have... Useless files on your computers and useless files on your backup. Oh. So what you want to do is get what they call revisioning backup software. And what that does is that when a file changes, it backs up the new version, but it keeps the old version as well. So what that means is if Friday I get ransomware, I run my backup on Saturday, and I'm like, oh, no, look, now all my files are, are encrypted. I can, and I go to my backup, and I say, oh, no, my backup's encrypted because I backed up on Saturday after the ransomware on Friday. Well, with a revision, I could say, okay, restore all my files as they were on Thursday before I got the ransomware, and that way you have a copy of all your files. Now, what if you check in Thursday also had the uh, encrypted? Then you go back to Wednesday. So so you can go back as far as you want. So uh, good companies that... um, that do off-site backup are cloud backups, like uh, Mosey, iDrive. Um, what's the other one? I forgot the other Carbonite. one. Carbonite. Carbonite, thank you. They all have revisioning. So make sure whatever you back up, you have revisioning, because that will protect you against the ransomware. Chris, you're just a plethora of information. And this is so important. Matter of fact, Chris and I did a seminar to help people figure out what to do and what not to do to get scammed or hacked. And I know that 
you have this thing about helping people. So tell us a little bit about what your goal would be. Well, I had this I had this dream <laughs> of you along with somebody else. Yeah, of doing these uh, security seminars at retirement communities, like 55 and over, you know, housing communities. Um, and the reason is because those are the people that are most likely to get scammed. Because, well, because they're just not savvy enough. And they oh, know, I agree. They don't know these things. You go to your you know, 13-year-old nephew, he's going to know all this stuff already. But you go to your you know, 80-year-old grandpa, and he's probably going to fall for any of these scams. And yeah. it's really sad that, that they're going to lose their money. I have so many stories about people that you know, lost yeah. a lot of money getting scammed. Well, the same thing can happen on their smartphone, right? It's less likely, but yeah, that's starting. Possibly, especially if they get a little wild with clicking all over the place. Right. I've noticed that people um, are just interested in maybe Facebook or talking to their friends, uh, sharing pictures, but they really have to put some more emphasis on the maintenance of the device. Right? Correct, yeah. So I think a lot of people take heed in what we're saying, should actually, if they have a question, they can email you, right? They can email me. Email me at chris at hogfishstudios.com. I think this has been informative. As a matter of fact, we're going to do another podcast with Chris in the future, and that would be all about what to do and what not to do with your website. So even if you don't have a business And a lot of people like to have websites, even if they do pictures or their hobbies or whatever. So that'll be coming up. In the meantime, I want to thank you, Chris, for doing this podcast with us and teaching us what to do and what not to do. And this uh, podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting, as I said. So I hope you enjoyed this and you learned a lot and you come back and listen. Thank you. Thank you.